At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Rational thoughts are actually what we like to talk about, but yeah, I think it's a funny clip, so I play it. Uh, welcome to the show today. My name is Doug Crow, host of the Author Brand Show, and today I've got a mini celebrity on. Yes, he is Executive Coach of the Year in 2020 for Singapore. He's a life and career strategist, individual and team coach, author of Headstrong Performance, and the book we're going to talk about today, The Five Energies of Horrible Bosses. Um, even more interesting, he's a martial artist and clairsentient and of course you might be wondering what clairsentient is well i don't know either we're going to have to ask him uh without further ado our our guest today marcel dane marcel hey. nice how's it going nice to see you dude i love that clip where you got to i wanted to do the whole wwe kind of entrance right like like man it's like woo. well we can show your martial arts clip if you like you know i know you're a martial artist so yeah, man. I'm like, UFC, let's go. I got this. Yeah. Even though I'm 56, like, screw it, let's go. <laughs> that's a, I think that the, the opening guy's statement is something from some Adam Sandler movie where he says, like, it's like the dumbest thing you've yeah, ever said. Yeah. And so it's I've, I've watched it like 40 times now. But uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was hilarious for yeah, uh, yeah. everyone's sort of so important in their podcast. Like, well, not really. But yeah. you're interesting. So we're going to talk about that. Matter of fact, before we get into your background, your book, I'd like to share with the audience a couple of takeaways. Like, why should they listen? Why should they bother listening to us for the next 20, 25 minutes? What's in it for them? What are they going to learn today? Yeah. Sounds, sounds like a fan. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? You, yeah. You oh, man, it. I got this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what? If you have absolutely nothing better to do, and um, you know, and, and you got like, hey, man, it's like I got 20 minutes to kill, this is a great place to be. But it's also a great place if you really want to um, expand yourself a little bit, because what we're going to be talking about today is 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 really around consciousness and um, and and how how we can use our awareness of the energy that we project onto others and how we can use that to to you know collaborate better, get along with each other, lead better, uh, and do all of these kind of things. And 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 something that I've you know this is something I've been doing for about you know twelve years or so. Um, but I've, I've always found that there was a missing element in how we connect with other human beings and how we can, can work together in teams and all of that kind of stuff. And a large part of that is how we connect with energy. And, um, and as you know, you know, all, all beings in this, in this universe and actually even all objects, as, as we would you know, say, we're all connected by energy. You know, every single object, even, even the rocks and the ground and things that we would consider kind of inanimate objects, they all vibrate energy. And so, so this energy that we have within us and, and the world, we're all connected in, in some way. And what's really interesting about this is that, is that research is, is teaching us that there's some elements of this that really affect how we get along together and how we can connect together and and how that energy you know travels at the speed of light and how we can connect with another human being being completely on the other side of the planet which by the way is super important in today's virtual world and how how we can use that understanding to to you know just be able to have great better and more deeper conversations with each other and uh, and and get to 
get to the truth quicker, right? And something that I like to call interaction quotient, which is, which is really kind of the quality of our interactions in the least amount of time. And if you think about it, right, any organization, any company is not, nothing more than the um, collaboration or the culmination of the number of conversations that are actually happening in this organization. And the higher the quality of those interactions and within the shortest amount of time also means that that company is going to be more productive. So, so your profitability of your company depends solely on those interactions of your people. And if those interactions don't happen, you, your company doesn't make money. That makes total and sense. So, and so, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's what we're really going to be talking about today. Okay. That's a, that's a great answer. I got about three or four follow-up questions on that. Before yeah. I get to those questions, those all important questions about energy measurement, management and growth and all that stuff. Give me a little bit about your background. How did you get involved with this? Tell me about your martial arts stuff. And before you do anything, clairsentient, I want to know what clairsentient is. Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm sure you've heard of clairvoyant. Yes. Right. So, so a clairvoyant is, is somebody who sees things, right? So hence the voyance. And, um, and we also have people who are clairaudience and they, they hear things, you know, that, that other people just don't hear. And, um, and I sense things. And so hence clairsentient. And, um, and that's a very important skill in, in coaching. So, so for, and, and I'm not the only one, there are millions of clairsentients out there. And, um, and, and, you know, you as a listener might be a clairsentient as well, right? You know, so clairsentients are people who can really sense things that maybe other people don't catch. And every time you sense that thing, it's like getting a little punch, you get a little kick and going, hey, that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder what's there. And it, and it sparks your curiosity. And, and that's what, that's what clairsentience does for me in my coaching. And, and one of the reasons why, um, you know, I'm, I'm deemed to be very effective as a coach is because I have a tendency to pick stuff up that maybe other people might miss. And how are you, um, how did you get into that and become a coach and all that? Give me your background. Yeah, sure. So, so I, um, I actually started my career off in the military. So I was, uh, I was uh, spent 10 years in the military and um, and after the military had a really hard time adjusting into society. I um, like like many other people in the military um, uh, went through bouts of depression, uh, really struggled to, to kind of, you know, make ends meet. And um, and 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 what I learned was that um, something that we that we that we all have in the military is a very strong sense of purpose, right? Because we, we have a really clear reason why we're there. And, um, and when, when, when we're in civilian life, that sense of purpose is more difficult to connect with, right? Because we're not surrounded by people who have the same sense of purpose and the same direction as well. And so, um, so, so I struggled with that for a while. And I was really lucky because, um, I had this opportunity to um, to kind of re-educate myself. It was through through kind of a government-sponsored initiative, and um, you know, learning a new trade. and And there was one thing that I was really passionate about, which was fitness. And so I became I actually educated myself and uh, and went to school um, to to become a personal trainer. And so uh, so I kind of started my civilian career as a personal trainer, and absolutely loved it. I loved um, really kind of being being a positive influence in people's lives and and watching them, 
you know, kind of improve their lives, um, not just their fitness, but really, you know, kind of just making an impact on their entire life. And that's what triggered me to want to jump more into kind of, you know, more life coaching and that and kind of space. And so I went back to school. I, I finished a degree in, in complementary medicine. Um, I was really fascinated by, you know, kind of the health components of, of coaching, went into wellness coaching for a while, um, and then just slowly through that process, uh, ended up opening my own gym. I was a business owner for, for a number of years, absolutely hated it, so I, I, I stopped that, um, but, but ended up, um, you know, becoming an executive coach and working with senior leaders uh, as, you know, in, in terms of helping them become more effective in, in how they run their organizations. And that's kind of how it yeah. evolved for me. Love yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. And you mentioned martial arts. Which, which, which uh, me me what methods do you uh, like? Or I, well, I started, I started at the age of five. And, um, and the martial art that I was used to, uh, probably nobody would recognize it. It's called Chido Kan Karate. And it was in 1973. I don't think it exists anymore. It's, um, oh. and so... But it was it was one of the kind of first forms of 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 karate, um, and I was I was five years old. I was living in New Zealand at the time, and uh, my mom kind of forced us to do it. And uh, and back then, right, you know, martial arts classes were different. There were no kids classes at you know when I was five years old. I was in an adult class, you know. And so it was really funny. You'd see this whole row of kind of burly men, right? You know, and then and then and then there's 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 me and my brothers, and then there's a bunch of burly men again, and. And they were they were fantastic. I mean, the guys were were you yeah. know absolutely encouraging and welcoming. And they kicked your butt. How, what is it? How is Shotokan? What I did? How, how does well, it, well, well, um, uh, actually, Chidokan and Shotokan and and Shito Ryo Karate, right? Are actually very similar. So so I ended up evolving into into Shotokan Karate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so and so that's where I you know kind of did my formal martial arts training for many years into my early adult life. But then when, when I was in the military, um, I, I ended up, uh, you know, because I was traveling around the world because I was in the Navy and traveling around the world, you know, instead of going into bars and, you know, things like that, that a lot of other, other people like to, I actually visited martial arts schools and martial artists and yeah. And so I was exposed to an, an immense number of phenomenal martial artists, like the, the yeah. stuff that these guys pulled off, it was nuts. And um, and and I learned through that process that uh, you know we can we can call ourselves a world champion in martial arts, but the only reason why we're a martial a world champion is because we haven't met those people yet that can totally kick our asses, right? And because yeah. those people are on a rice paddy somewhere, right, doing these incredible things, and they never thought of competing whatsoever. And there are. Yeah. There are incredible, incredible, and that's and through that process, that's how I was introduced also to energy work, and yeah. uh, and you know because there, there's a lot of people that work with the, the oh, key, yeah. energy, energy, yeah. key yeah. and energy, and and I've and I've been I've been witness you know to to some really really powerful experiences yeah um, my, in myself my, as well yeah my Taekwondo instructor um he's a young guy but our main guy from Korea I think he was uh -huh. he was old old German. 120 pounds, whatever. We'd be sparring. The, the light tap, you know, yeah. knocked the wind out of me. Yeah, exactly. My, my instructor Mario said he was at a place once where he saw a guy do something like that, and he swears he swears he did not touch him. That's and the right. Guy knocked back with the I've, key. I've him. actually I've actually experienced that. You know, you see you see these, a lot of these videos, right? Where where you know these these so-called fake fake masters, and you know, yeah. and, and sure there are there are plenty of those. But I tell you. 
that they were inspired, these fake masses, they were inspired by people who could really do that. You'll yeah. just never see these people on a video nope. because they they are out there on a rice paddy somewhere and they are yeah. in their village and they yeah. are just practicing every single day. They don't focus on teaching and they don't want, but they, they do, yeah, and I was, I was, I've, I've had it a number of times where I was yeah. punched in, in the chest by just pure energy. Yeah, yeah right, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. So speaking of energy, uh, your new book coming out. You want you can show a picture of it real quick. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, right right behind me. So so here it is. I can put there it in front go. of the camera. There you go. So oh, it's the energy. five energies, the of horrible, horrible bosses. Oh my and god. And how not oh, to become guys. one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so go ahead. Let's let's hear. It. Give me the five energies and how to recognize them one at a time. Yeah, absolutely. So so what the what the five energies really are. So so I want you to think about this, right? So as human beings, right, we're 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 conduits of energy, but we actually project different types of energy throughout our day, and we do this all the time. When, for example, when I'm in a really good mood, or I'm at a party and I want to dance, my energy is different. From when I'm in a board meeting and I and I have to you know um, explain to to the board of directors you know why why we're for third quarter in a row you know in a net loss right and so and so we all have these different energies the difference is is are we consciously aware of the energy that we're in and the energy that we're projecting onto others or are we unconscious about it and and what I've learned is that being consciously aware also helps us choose what energy we want to be projecting in a certain situation. And each of these energies serve us at some point, but also sometimes these energies don't serve us. And it's our ability to understand when is my energy serving me and when is it not serving me? And if it's not serving me, what can I do to shift my energy so that I can be in an energy that does serve me? So what these five energies really are is I want you to think of a compass, right? So north, south, east, and west. And um, and in in kind of the um, in, in martial arts, we talk a lot about chi, and we talk about a lot about ki in, in Japanese martial arts. And and I want you to think of that that energy as like an ebb and flow, like the ocean. So it's a horizontal line, right? And um, and that's our east and west axis. So so you, if you think about yin and yang, right? You know, is yin and yang is is one one of them is kind of a forward moving energy. And if the one is a forward moving energy, that means the other energy is a kind of a retreating energy. And that's and that's that east and west axis as well. Now, a forward moving energy is something that I've coined just for for sake of for people just to intuitively understand what it is, is is what I've coined determined energy. So determined energy is a forward moving energy. It's where we're determined to get our work finished. It's where we're determined to get a point across. It's our determ determined to be assertive. It's, you know, whatever, whatever that is, but it's a, a certain determination that goes into, and that's, that's what allows that flow of energy. On the other end of that access is then if that's not determined then we're receiving energy, that's what I like to call inviting energy. So we're actually inviting energy in, and that's very important in certain martial arts like Tai Chi and stuff, which is which is all about about you know kind of movement and relaxation because we're allowing that flow of energy. And so so in Tai Chi we flow you know in that same way. So that inviting these energy, don't sound, energy. These don't sound like bad energies and horrible bosses. No, actually, so so there's no such thing as a as a as a bad energy. Right. There's just well, your energy. title says there's five energies of horrible bosses. That's right. And and the reason is, is because for every any single boss, if they're not aware of the energy that they're uh -huh. in, 
they're, 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 they might be utilizing the wrong, wrong type of energy, which, which coins them as a horrible boss at that moment. Gotcha. In time. Okay. Keep and going. The other, keep yeah. Yeah. So, but, the, so but you know, what is what determinish and, and receiving and keep then going. inviting that's right that inviting energy so inviting energy is about empathy it's about being connected it's about you know um uh, you know seeking points of of view seeking perspectives seeking feedback kind of all of that and that's a different type of energy as well now there are times in our lives where we need to be determined and there are times in our lives where we need to be inviting um if i find myself in a determined energy all the time um, then that means that people are going to struggle to to get their point across to me, and they're going to struggle to to even want to give me feedback because I'm not open to it. On the other hand, if I find myself living in inviting energy all the time, um, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to you know push my vision. I'm not gonna be able to drive things. I'm not gonna be able to push things forward. And there are some people that get stuck in a certain energy, and they live in that energy for the most part. And that's, and that's where, where a lot of this work really kind of happens is, is are you stuck in your energy? So, so those are the east to west axis. Then we also have a north-south axis. And that comes from, from um, in, in India, we talk a lot about the chakras, right? You know, and, and comes from Ayurvedic medicine. And the chakras are in north-south axis. And so, and so that is a, a light energy, which, is, which sits at the, of course, in the north kind of sphere. And then we have a heavy energy, which is the opposite. And light energy is all about fun, is about spontaneity, is having a good time, is about connecting with people. It's like, you know, thinking about, you know, being at a party and, you know, being in a really great mood. That's where we find ourselves in light energy. On the other hand, heavy energy is, is where we're grounded into the earth. This is where, you know, we're, we're more serious. We are, um, you know, much more kind of disciplined. We, we're more rational. We, we, you know, we like to live in a space that we call reality, um, you know, in, in, in a place of like, you know, right or wrong. What should we do? What shouldn't we do? And that's, and that's really what heavy energy is. And so, and so those are the four kind of, you know, out, outlaying energies. And then we have one more energy, which is neutral energy. And neutral energy sits right smack in the middle. And neutral energy is, is what I, the way I like to describe it is just think about mindfulness, right? Just kind of being mindfully present in the moments. We're not moving, you know, north, south, east, or west. We're just right smack in the middle. And so neutral energy is extremely important for us because it helps us be able to pull ourselves out of an energy if we find ourselves there, but also to voluntarily move ourselves into a different energy. So in, in many ways, neutral energy is the most important energy, but it's also the one that we spend the least amount of time in because we live in the other energies. Yeah, that right? makes you know? total sense. You know, yeah. you're, you're a smart guy. I got a, I got a very serious scientific question for you. Sure. You know, we're able to put satellites in the air and pinpoint a spot on Earth in simultaneous orbit with GPS. We're able to go to the moon with precise accuracy and land a lunar craft there millions of miles away. And we all understand that there is no such thing as matter, right? We're all just energy. The, the distance between a molecule, I mean, an electron and neutron is so vast and there's nothing there. We get it. I get that energy. How come we haven't been able to measure it or have some kind of scale on all this stuff yet? Yeah, you know, that's 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 a really good question. I don't have the answer to that either. Maybe that's that could, you know, ignite ignite somebody. But what I can on this because you know, everything you said I totally understand, agree with. Yeah, yeah. I have my ACL healed by an energy healer. So I'm like, come on, this yeah. is real stuff. We saw yeah. a key energy. 
and we're talking about that, but people who who don't read or experience it, they think we're freaking nuts. Yeah, you know, and so yeah. if I just have some some kind of you know, well, you know, here's here's the tool that measures it. I'm a I'm a two point yeah. two, and this is yeah. why my my knee healed because I did this stuff on exactly. there. Well, they, so, so, so there's, there's some good news in that. And I write that in the book as well is, um, is that Western medicine is catching up because we understand that, that the concept of energy has been with us for tens of thousands of years. Right. And long before we had some form of technology to be able to see it. And one of the limiting factors of Western science is that if we can't see it, that we can't measure it, it doesn't exist. And, um, and that's, that's, we, that's, we, we, yeah. we've, we've measured plenty of things we can't see. We figured out gravity and, um, you know, we did the slit test theory on whether light is a, a wave or a particle. I mean, there's things we have measured that we can't see though. You know, we can't really see, well, we been difficult to see the, you know, the accelerators and all that stuff. There's particles there, but, you know. Yeah, and we, and, but, but yeah, but still a, a lot of that's still based on theory. Right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah. so, you know, it's mathematical equations based on theory and Hey, E is MC square, uh, you know, is, is a theoretical equation of energy. Yeah. Right. You know, and so, and so in theory, yes, but there's still, yeah, like you said, but I do think that there is, there is, um, that society has, is, is reaching a point of acceptance, right. That, Hey, there's, we don't have to necessarily physically kind of see it to know that it's there. And, um, and scientists are working on different ways for us to be able to observe energy, which is really cool. Um, there is new, some technologies out there where um, they can actually take photographs and see our auras, for example, and things like that, where we're actually be, you know, being able to match the, the technological advances to the things that we've always inherently believed. And we're slowly but surely being able to see them to a point where scientists now are very, very close to actually being able to observe chi, right? Or, or ki, the, the energy, the life force energy that, that we have in us. And, um, and, 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 and now scientists are kind of um, starting to see that there's a relationship between our endocrine system and, um, and also the chakras, right? And so that there is a connection there between what Western science kind of, you know, sees and knows with regards to how the human being works and, and then how Eastern, you know, energy philosophy is right. all coming together. So I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating that in the next five to 10 years, we're actually going to fully close that bridge and where right. everybody is going to, and, and some, some scientists is going to come out and say, Hey, look, this is it. And everyone's going to go, yeah, I knew that all along. Right. Yeah. You know, and, so, <laughs> and, and, uh, but it's still great. I think it's fantastic that, that yeah. we're able to do that because that means it also opens up these channels to things like Western medicine, right. To the right. medicine practices. And all, like you said, you know, healing your knee and, and all of those, there's, there's so yeah. many valuable components to that, you know, and, and something that that when I was when I was doing research on my book, and I thought that was absolutely fan, fan, fascinating, was I was reading a piece on uh, traditional Chinese medicine, mm -hmm. and in and in um, in traditional med Chinese medicine, of course, they use the whole life force chi, right? You know, but but they they talk about um, what what we what we call wu xing, right? Which is the five elements or the five phases um, that that kind of generates and that are involved with this this energy. And in traditional Chinese medicine, what they talk about is that as, as human beings, we have, we're the culmination of trillions of cells that all vibrate and we all vibrate energy. And by measuring that energy, 
we can actually see how these vibrations are actually um, kind of in indicating our health. So if, if somebody is really healthy, um, optimal health, they, they vibrate at a certain tune as where when somebody is, has a disease, the vibrations of, of all of those cells are different, right? And so in traditional Chinese medicine, they know how to, how to nice. measure those vibrations. And the interesting yeah. thing, what I found really fascinating about that is they do that with personality too. Is what they what they say that that personalities you know because because you know we always had this belief that personality was something you were born with and you know yeah. and, and all of that but they don't do that they they say hey listen your, your personality is simply the culmination of the vibrations of your cells and yeah. when your vibe when your cells vibrate differently you're 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 displaying a different personality right. and yeah. um mm -hmm. and and that's kind of one of the things that really inspired me about the five energies because yeah. because it comes down to the same thing is is where I don't believe either that our personalities are fixed. I, you right. Know, I, you, met, you mentioned to me a while ago that everybody's yeah. a personality the way we're born, but you're saying it can grow. I want to close. We only have a few minutes left. I want to hear about the bosses. Yeah. How can I, if I've got a a horrible boss and I've read yeah. your book, and I can recognize his energy. Is there a way, maybe through quantum entanglement or just the way I listen or talk, how can I manage? My boss was so horrible. That's what Absolutely. I want. Absolutely beautiful. So so yes. So that's the beauty of it. So 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 the number one thing, of course, is if you if if you're a boss, know this that there is somebody out there in the world who thinks you're a horrible boss, right? There is no such thing as a great boss. Yeah, and um, you might think of yourself as a great boss. That's wonderful, but there are people out there who clearly will disagree with you, right? So every single one of us who has tried to be a boss or as a leader or whatever is coined somewhere along the line as a horrible boss, right? And the reason is, is because if I live in a certain energy and I'm projecting that energy, there are people out there who are really attracted to that energy, but there are also people who are repelled by that energy, it's almost like a magnet. And it's very difficult for us to, to kind of know what, what energy they're attracted to until we really understand our energies. Now, if you're an employee and, you're, and you have a horrible boss, there is a way in terms of how you can get along with people. That's the beauty of energy, is we don't only change our own energy, we can also change the energy of others that we're in the room with. And this is the highest level of energy mastery. And I actually run a program in that in how to be able to do that. The, the, and I'll give, I'll give you a little kind of a, a taster of it. The, the, the formula is, or the acronym is called NICER. And NICER is an acronym that stands for neutral energy first. You go into your neutral energy first. You then go into investigate what the other person's in, in energy is by observing them and making sure you kind of really understand what energy they're in. Then you connect with them, which is the C in NICER. You connect with them in their energy. You meet them where they are. You don't force them to come to you. You go to the energy that they might be in. That's what that connection is. From there, you become, you, you apply empathy. You, you connect with where they are at, but also from a place of empathy. You talk with them about what they find important and where they are stuck. And then the right. final one is, is you reshift energy. So once you've connected with them and they feel that connection with you, you invite them to move into a different energy with you. And because the connection has been made, you can shift that person into that energy okay. with you. It's a very powerful technique, a great way in terms of negotiations, sales, yeah. you name it. It is a fantastic way of doing it. But it takes a certain level of mastery 
for you to master your own energy first. That's so this is, this is um, an, I mean, if you don't, forgive me if I'm stepping on toes here, but this is a beautiful parallel to how to win friends and influence people. It is. It's, it's a holistic. All the things you, the things you just said, one. Yeah. listening, meeting yeah. where they are, yeah. neutralizing it, and then pulling it, boom, boom. I'm, just, I'm re-listening re to it right now. I read it every couple of years. And yeah, Dale Carnegie, awesome. Yeah, and the book yeah. was written in 1937, right? You know, yeah, I've got the incredible. updated version where they reference Stevie yeah. Wonder. It's just like an updated yeah. version. It's really quite good. Yeah, um, we got to close out here, uh, okay. Marcel. Give me, a, nice. give me one, one big tip that both bosses. I love the one about you're a horrible, horrible boss, no matter how good you think you are. But yeah. give me one good takeaway people can do to help them manage their their career or their company with the uh, five energies. Fantastic. I, so, so. I think the biggest thing, right, is the understanding of conscious versus unconscious energy, right? Oh. If you if you are a person who lives unconsciously in your energy, um, it is very you get you have a tendency to get stuck in that energy, and yeah. and when you're stuck in that energy, you're also stuck in your belief systems. You're stuck in your way of operating, and therefore that limits your level of adaptability. Right. And for every organization, adaptability is key when you have to look at with the whole you know, COVID thing. Right. So the biggest thing is be consciously aware of where you are at at any moment of the day. Be just be mindful, you know, and if 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 you can do that, you're already making a huge, huge improvement in, yeah. in what you're doing. Yeah. Very good. Thank you so much for being on the show today. The book you're is welcome. called The Five Energies of Horrible Bosses by uh, Executive Coach of the Year. Yeah, they hold that book up there one last time. Thank you. That's much. it. Yeah, Get available on Amazon and everywhere else. You're right, most welcome, my friend. All right, I'll see you. Right. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Um, book is available on Amazon. You just click below here for the link. So get his book. He's a sharp, sharp guy, knows his stuff. Uh, that concludes our show. Today. Don't forget to subscribe because there's goodies for you too if you subscribe to uh, the Author Brand Show. This is Doug Crow. Thank you so much.